This is a test of the mountain bike radio broadcasting system. Important information will follow this tone. Welcome to episode three of the Trailhead. I'm Ben, and with me is the brains behind this operation, Matt. How's it going, Matt? It's good. How are you? Good. All right. So this is the second part of a currently four-part mini-series of the Trailhead. Uh, we're based off of somebody's email asking about routine maintenance. So what we've done is we've taken that and broken it down in some, into some pieces. The first episode of this was rotational bearings, and we gave you some thoughts about uh, some some routine maintenance, some things to look about or look at with things like your hubs, your uh, headset, bottom bracket, and uh, some things to look for, some things to do to just give you uh, some ideas with routine maintenance and keep it all going. In this one, we're going to talk about fork, well, suspension. So fork and a little bit rear shock and things to that you can do and things to look for uh, before you get to the point where it's just totally clapped out and you're spending $700 on a new fork. So you got it. And then the next two, we're going to talk about the, the next two episodes that we do. We'll talk about um, pivots. So full suspension pivots, and then one about brakes. So if you have any questions, concerns, uh, ideas, maybe for the future episodes of this little mini series, or maybe personal experience, uh, feel free to send an email to Matt at mountainbikeradio.com or Ben at mountainbikeradio.com. And as always, go to mountainbikeradio.com slash support MBR if you want to help Mountain Bike Radio stay going, basically. Um, so go over there. All right, Matt, let's talk about uh, fork and shock routine. All right. So fork and shock, those two terms. Uh, fork is going to be front boinger, the thing up front that makes the, the wheel go squish. Shock is going to be rear boinger, which works with all of your rear suspension. If you don't have rear suspension, don't sweat that part. So the number one thing in suspension is reducing resistance. And resistance in suspension is going to come from friction. Friction comes from, and your suspension, usually dirt. So what you're going to want to do is keep your suspension clean. So up front on your fork, your fork is going to be, we'll call it three big pieces. It's sort of one piece or sorry, two pieces, but we'll break one of those down into two pieces. You would have what's called the uppers, which is the part that goes through the frame and the handlebars attached to. That's also the, the shiny part, the stanchion that's all considered the uppers, but I would like to say you have a, you know, the, the part that goes through the bike, that'd be piece one. Piece two is going to be the upper, the exposed like part that goes into the lowers, the part that your brake attaches to and your wheels attached to. It has all the um, nice decals on. Exactly. Um, and your uppers, you want to keep those clean. And the big thing in keeping that clean is you do have a dust wiper at the very top of the lower where the, the upper enters the lower. The dust wiper, yep, the dust wiper is that little rubber piece that's designed to scrape off any dirt and mud and crud and prevent it from going into the lowers where there's oil that lubricates everything. The big thing you want to do is keep that clean. You don't necessarily need to worry about this during your ride, 
you want to worry about this before each ride and you want to do it anytime you do a thorough cleaning of your bicycle you want to make this meticulously clean anytime you see that there's some collection or build up there you want to keep this clean um and the way that you'll do that is always do it with wash it right uh, yeah, exactly. You want to roll down to the local car wash. You want to feed $20 a quarters into that bad boy. Spray it as hard as you can. And make this thing shine. No. Uh, you want to use a clean rag on this. You don't want to pick up a rag out of the shop. It might have a little metal shaving in it or any old crud. Uh, you don't want to introduce different crud. You're trying to remove crud. So you can wipe everything down. Um, I'm a fan of using like a... Uh, uh, any cleaner on this, like a simple green or a soapy water solution in a squirt bottle, and you can clean that. And you want to make sure that you clean the entire rubber seal at the top of the lower. There's going to be that little, that little like crevice between the lower and the the uppers. And you can take a rag and floss back there. Or I've even seen someone use a toothpick and scrape the the old dust out of there. So you mean the actual, like where the rubber touches the metal. So like the, where it actually inserts. Yes. Okay. And where the, so the upper being the male portion, the lower being the female portion, you want to get that interface clean. You don't want to do that with a pick though. You want to use like a a toothpick is dirt or wooden. It's not going to scratch the upper. You don't want to scratch the coating on that upper. Um, because what, What's happening is, is as the fork compresses, that rubber seal is scraping any dirt off the upper, so it doesn't. In, so considerably less dirt enters the lowers, and then as the fork extends, a tiny bit of the lubricating oil is coming out with it. And the important part of keeping your suspension clean is less stuff will be introduced into the lowers, but also if you clean your fork. If you wipe your fork off after your rides and then one day it has way more oil than another day, you'll know there's a problem. And we'll we'll explain like so that covers your your front fork and your rear shock like cleaning. Uh, and if you suddenly see you do have I would call it it's puked, a ton of oil came out, you know, considerably more oil than you're used to. What that means is those seals are failing. And you need to do the service on your shock or fork. And that's a pretty involved process that we won't cover here. But just know that both RockShock and Fox, they recommend doing that that service every 30 to 40 hours of use. And that service consists of removing the lowers from the uppers, cleaning all the dirt that's gotten past the dust seals out of the lowers, thoroughly cleaning the uppers putting new seals and foam rings into the lowers new lubricating oil into the lowers and attaching those back on and you do a very similar process to the rear shock it's just the parts are called a little bit different thing Um, instead of having a lower you would have an air can which is the the big beefy part of your shock that you put air into Mm -hmm. which is pretty pretty obvious um you know because it's the air can on your fork something you may see that is a wear problem is if you ever see the shiny bit on your fork or shock changing color, it's too late. You have not serviced that enough and the dirt is starting to wear away the 
the stanchion, whether that be the upper or the like the shock, uh, like the the stroke on the shock, is getting worn. Um, again, both of those being the male portions that enter the shock when it compresses, and the uh, the the thing you can check for on the fork though is that crevice that I was saying between the lower and the upper. You can put your finger in between there and then do that same check that we talked about when checking your headset where you squeeze the brake. Um, that's in episode two. If you want to go back and listen, which you should. Um, if you do that movement and you feel that the fork is pinching your finger, that means there's been some excessive bushing wear in that fork. And that's not really something that's solvable. Um, and if it's a very entry level bicycle, it may do that from the first day that you own it. That's just sort of the main, the, the tolerance that that fork was yeah. built to, yeah. um, for the rear shock, there is one thing that you can see, and this is more of a shock part than a pivot part. So I wanted to cover this here. If you have all of your pivots tight, like all your suspension hardware is tight, your rear wheel is snug. If you grab the bicycle by the front triangle, you know, the main frame of the bike, and I say that you wouldn't want to get it by the seat. If you have a dropper seat post, you'd probably feel a little bit of movement there. If you grab it by the frame, though, and you lift and push, you know, up and down, like away from the floor and towards the floor ever so slightly, and you feel a little bit of knock there, and it feels like there's something loose in the suspension. Don't just keep hammering on that stuff and tightening it up more. There is a very small spacer between the frame's hardware and the body of the shock, and that's called a DU bushing. And those are designed to wear over time, so and they're very easy to replace. So that's something that you can replace if you feel that movement between the the again the the main frame and the rear end of the bicycle when everything else is tight. So don't, don't just keep snugging things until something breaks. Know that there could be a part worn in that whole system. Right. And so the takeaway from a couple of those points is if you're not, if you're not going to do this yourself, if you're not going to replace that, that pushing piece, uh, just know when you go into the shop and they say, Hey, this is worn out. We need to replace this probably a good idea you know you felt that knock you take it in and say hey i felt this i suspect this is and they're like yeah we can change it whatever um just know what you're what you're getting into the other one too is if you go to the shop and your uppers the the shiny part of your uppers the metal is worn away in a different color like matt said if you go in the shop and say they tell you that your fork is junk and that you need to replace this and this or just get a new one uh don't get angry uh, now you know that if there's a different color, that you, it's probably worn away and needs to re- be replaced. So you can't uh, re- you can't blame the bike shop for trying to rip you off because now you know, in fact, there is something wrong. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you have questions or any of this isn't obvious, shoot us an email. We're happy to further elaborate in the future. But again, remember the the trailhead here. We're we're taking a, a very surface view of this. So with the whole plan, when you go to the bike shop, even if you just have to point and say this thing here, if you don't remember, it's called a DU bushing, but you say, hey, 
I listened to this and they said that this could be the problem. You're at least going in a little more informed. Um, and you're like Ben said, you're then also armed with some, uh, pre-warning that your stuff might be hosed and there's nothing that they're, they're not robbing you. It's just that, yes, that the replacement fork for your $1,500 hardtail is $680. That's the way that it goes because complete packages are always cheaper, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I I hate this phrase. It's not, it is what it is, but it's more, it's more, this has worn out. And replacing it is very expensive, so you have a huge repair bill. Yeah. All right, so let's let's wrap this up and give a little summary of uh, we we gave them kind of the daily things to do, right? So clean it out, uh, clean out the little spaces, and make sure there's not dirt pouring into the into the lowers. Uh, is there anything they could be looking for, maybe on a, a monthly basis, or should they just be taking in their shop every six months, or uh, what should they be doing in terms of like a, a regular longer maintenance that they would uh, not have to wear into their <laughs> wear into their uppers and be and have to spend seven hundred dollars? Well, that's where their their Fox and Rock Shock are going to recommend thirty to forty hour intervals. Um, another really good. Uh, let's see if What's you ever compress then? if you ever compress your fork and it makes noise. When I say makes noise, I don't mean a a fluid noise, like there's oil moving through the damper. I mean, if it squeaks a little bit, if you can turn your bicycle upside down for a a, a literal minute, flip your bike back down and cycle the fork again. And it feels differently. That lower portion of the fork is getting low on oil. That's a good indication that it would be time for service. Another thing is, You're running the same air pressure. You're running the same tire at the same air pressure. You're riding the same trails, but your fork is, you're feeling beat up. You know, things are feeling harsh. Your fork is probably getting a little sticky because it needs to be maintained. It needs that service done to it. And that's where, for purposes of this show, we say take it to the shop. You got it. Yep. There you go. And it's pretty easy to service that stuff on your own. If... If you would change the oil pan on your car, you could probably change your fork seals, but we won't get into all that here. You know, it's just, that's a good analogy of like, how much work is it? What kind of commitment is it? That'll be, uh, that'll be down the road as we bring you along and teach you things. So then we'll have an advanced class. Maybe by that point, we'll have our own little YouTube advanced uh, or YouTube version of the trailhead as well to go along with the audio. Oh boy. Uh huh. You don't even know what's in the, what's in the works. You're in my head. But uh, so listeners, keep listening, and uh, if you have any questions about what we just discussed or maybe the previous episode with some bearing situation that you have or you experienced or maybe you took our advice and uh, you feel like you're learning a few things, that'd be fantastic. That would be awesome if you shared that with us as well so we know we're on the right track. Uh, But uh, I would say just hang with us. Obviously, this is the third episode, and we're kind of getting our uh cycling legs maybe i guess (laughs) so we're uh we'll we'll get this dialed in and kind of get a good feel of what you want to hear and want to learn and uh that's it
So the next episode, like we said, we'll be discussing pivots, so full suspension situation and what how you maintain that and what to look for and some tips over there. So thank you for listening, and that'll do it for episode three of The Trailhead. This concludes the test of the Mountain Bike Radio broadcasting system. A desire to ride will follow this tone.